The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For Simon Peter and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have tremendous readings on this fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time, but the second reading towers above the others because it addresses the central issue in Christianity, and that is the resurrection of Christ from the dead. If Christ is not risen from the dead, then our hope is in vain, and what we're doing by believing and what we're doing here at Mass would be at best delusional. Yet if Jesus is risen from the dead, then we are most happy of all people, most favored. And what we're doing here at Mass today is the most important thing we could ever do. Let's look at the evidence that's presented. First of all, St. Paul gives his own personal experience of the risen Christ when he was on the road to Damascus. As we know, at that time he was Saul, a well-established Jew formed by Gamaliel himself, one of the most famous rabbis, and he had been persecuting Christians because he thought it was a dangerous sect against God's will. But on the road to Damascus, Jesus intervened, and there was a bright light, and he was knocked to the ground, blinded, and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul answered, Who are you? And the response, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now this was after the resurrection, after the death of Christ. St. Paul then cites what was handed on to him from eyewitness accounts, and that is known as tradition, which is why we as Catholics believe that tradition is, together with Scripture, divinely revealed. And St. Paul lays it out. This is what has been handed on to me 
and now I'm handing it on to you. First, that Jesus appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters, most of whom were still alive. Which means the claim could be challenged. There's no evidence in history, there's no evidence in archaeology that this claim at the time was ever denied or challenged. It stands. St. Luke also reports that Jesus appeared to some women, principally Mary Magdalene, and also the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and how he unlocked the scriptures of the Old Testament to them, and how Jesus appeared to the 11 apostles in the upper room where St. Thomas actually put his hands into the side of Jesus, again, after his death and resurrection. And on the shore of the sea, where Jesus had breakfast with the apostles. And this is confirmed by John, Matthew, and Peter, each of whom were eyewitnesses. So this is not just some fleeting observance of a shadowy figure by one or two people. There were multiple appearances to numerous people reported in several gospels and epistles containing independent testimonies of the resurrection. Now, how do we deal with all of this evidence? First thing we should do is look at the sources. Each of the 11 apostles, except for St. John, were martyrs, as well as St. Paul. And no one goes to their death for a lie, for something they know is not true. And yet, these men, who were not subject to flights of fancy, these were hard-nosed laborers, fishermen, with their feet on the ground, and yet, because of these appearances, because of this encounter, which changed everything for them, they preached the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it caused them their death. So that's amazing in terms of evidence. Now, why do I bring all of this up today? Not only because it's mentioned in the second reading and in the other books of the New Testament, but because we have been facing two years of a pandemic which has brought darkness and death, discouragement and even despair to many. Now, if death were the end, we would have every right to despair and every right to absolutely not go on. But if Jesus Christ is risen, then we are risen now. And we have hope. We share Jesus' resurrected life in the sacraments, in what we're about to do at this Mass, and in our baptism. Because at baptism, we're brought into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're incorporated into his church, which he founded on Peter. And in the Eucharist, which we're about to celebrate, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the risen Christ will be given to us. And we will take that into ourselves. And as Jesus said in John's Gospel, whoever eats my body and drinks my blood has eternal life. I will raise that person up on the last day. That's good news. And we need to hear good news. Jesus takes the initiative in all of this. 
and in today's gospel where he gets into Peter's boat. Jesus is in our boat. He is in our hearts through, as I say, the sacraments. So let us put out into the deep, as Jesus commanded Peter to do, let down our nets for a catch, and live this life of hope and bearing fruit. In the first reading, the prophet Isaiah saw the throne room of God. He was caught up into heaven, the throne room. For us, the throne room has come down in this Mass and is present here and now. So let us be purified as the prophet Isaiah was in the first reading, and Peter was as well, and feel worthy to be God's servants and then have our own testimony of the resurrected Christ because that's what we're called to be and do, that Christ lives in us and through our prayers and our charity and our love, we have testimony that Jesus has taken us, transformed our lives, brought us into hope and to love and to joy. And here we are proclaiming the good news. So may God bless you as we continue to persevere amid this time of struggle, knowing Jesus Christ is risen from the dead.